Welcome to Japanatron. My name is Dave Pavlina, and Japanatron is a podcast all about life in Japan and Japanese culture. Today's topic is Japanese service, and Japanese service is world-renowned. And why is it world-renowned? It's world-renowned for being totally freaking awesome, okay? Japanese pride themselves on their impeccable service. And why do they do this? Maybe it's some kind of cultural, There's maybe there's some kind of cultural explanation for this. Um, but I think it's uh, because their tourism industry is very, very important, and they want you to come here. They want to just blow you away with their uh, their amazing service and uh, spend a whole bunch of money, and then they want you to go back to your home country and tell all your friends about how amazing their service is. Uh, that's probably the reason why it's so awesome. <laughs> and they, they have this thing down. Um, as I've said in other episodes... Um, in the restaurant episode, I think it was, in the store episode, um, they have an expression, you know, in the U.S. we have an expression that says the customer comes first, the customer's always right, or whatever. The customer's always right. Uh, in Japan, the saying is, the customer is your god. <laughs> so that just, that just tells you how, how awesome their service is. So I'm going to talk about the good. I have four examples of just amazing service that blows me away. And then I'm going to talk about the not-so-good. Uh, four examples of the not-so-good that kind of confuse me. You know, for a country that prides itself on its its service, um, there's some there's a few exceptions to that rule. So I'll get into that. And that's probably the worst way to end a podcast is to talk about the, the not-so-good at the end, but whatever. I, I, I'm not one for following the rules. All right, let's jump into this. The good. Okay, number one. Uh, this is this was probably my first impression, and it's pretty much one of uh, one of few first impressions that almost everyone who visits here is gonna have, and that's the hotels. Oh my God, the hotels, the service at the hotels, especially the high end, expensive hotels, blow me away. Um, putting it um, putting putting it succinctly, you are a god. You are a fucking god to the people at the hotel, okay? Um, and it's funny, you just kind of, you're just, you you just find yourself surrounded by this army of staff uh, that will, that is just, <laughs> has been born to serve you. And you feel like a god. And it's funny, is everyone's bowing to me, and I'm always like, I'm just feeling like, bow to me, bitches, I am your god! Um, I love the hotel service in Japan. Um, why do I love it? First of all, they got the old school, like, bellboy outfits. You know, something that looks like it's out of the 40s from the U.S. You know, with the hats and the, hello, sir! <laughs> Welcome to our hotel! And, um, I love that. I don't know. It's just, uh, it looks professional, and it also looks kind of old school at the same time. I, I don't know. I just love it. I know that has nothing to do with the service, but <laughs> it adds to the appeal. It really does. Um, also, and this goes across all the, uh, the all of Japan, is that there's no tipping. So, you know, one thing I always always hate about the hotels is the guy helps you with, like, one little, like, backpack up to your room. And, you know, he's he's got his hand out for the tip. 
And in Japan, you don't have to worry about any of that shit. Okay, you can you can load up the boys' shoulders with a hundred heavy ass bags, you know, filled with bricks or whatever. And he's all sweating and loading your bags, you know, loading your bags into the room. And don't worry about the tip. He's not going to ask. He's not going to expect it. They just do not do that here. They do not do tipping. Um, they'll probably get the tip somehow by uh, just charging you a insanely <laughs> expensive room rate. But um, you don't have to worry about the tipping. And and the worst thing for me about tipping is not the money. I really don't care about paying a little extra for good service. I really don't. The, the thing that, to me is like, how much is it? It, it? There's never any clear rules, really, on tipping. Well, there are rules, but... <sighs> It's always like, do I tip in this situation or don't I? I mean, like, you know, the guy helped me with, like, a little purse or something. You know, a little handbag or whatever. Do, do I tip for that? I mean, shit. I'm always, I'm always inclined to refuse service in American hotels just because I want to avoid that awkwardness of, do I tip or do I don't tip? Do I tip at the end, you know, of the whole stay? Uh, how much do I tip? I only have a $50 bill in my wallet? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I always hate that awkwardness. So that's one thing I love about uh, Japan um, is the no tipping thing. And that goes across the board with all the service examples here. Uh, but the hotels, you are a god. Bow to me and worship me. Um, and I have a good story about this. The very first time I visited Japan... Um, I think I was like 21, 22 years old. My first job out of college, uh, I was an IT guy, and uh, the, 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 the boss of the department said, hey, we got to help uh, do some upgrades in our Tokyo office, and the Tokyo office did not have any uh, IT support. They had some coverage through a contractor, but that was about it. And so uh, whenever we wanted to do upgrades, we had to go out there. So very, like, first time I get to go out with the big boss to Tokyo. And we fly out separately. He goes, like, a week before me, and I come alone uh, the following week. My first trip abroad, really. You know, my shiny new passport. And I'm all totally excited because, you know, it's Japan, you know. And you can't get any more foreign than that, really. You know, all the signs I can't read, you know. And he's... And, you know, I'm, I'm on this, like, limousine bus thing, you know, going to the uh, hotel, and we're staying at the New Otani uh, in central Tokyo, uh, I think in the Akasaka area, if I remember correctly. And um, <laughs> I, I'm a 21-year-old douchebag fresh out of college, and I, I haul up to the New Otani, <laughs> my jeans and a t-shirt, such a fucking douche. And, you know, I got my bag, and I am just, I'm just swarmed with service. I got bellboys and bellhops, I don't know what the difference is. And they're all, like, bowing to me and worshipping me, and I check in, and they're speaking impeccable English. And I was not expecting that at all. You know, I knew Japan's service was good, but I didn't know it was that good. And they're just, I check in, and I got maybe ten people forming a circle around me, like, bowing to me. Okay, so I think it's better. He loads my one bag you know, I'm a 21-year-old guy, I don't, I don't travel very heavy here, and he loads my one bag up onto this cart, and he takes me up, you know, and he doesn't speak much English, and I don't, I don't blame him, <laughs> I don't, I don't judge him for that, I don't speak any Japanese at this point, you know, and he's, he's, he's making a little idle banter, and he's, he's doing a pretty good job, you know, how are you, how was the flight, blah, 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 and so he takes me in the room, you know, opens the door for me, you know, <laughs> it felt, it felt like a date, it felt like I was on a date with the bellhop guy, 
So he, he loads my bags in, and uh, I had never I had never experienced this level of service. Usually in America, they just chuck your bag in the room and say "fuck you" very much and leave. Where's my tip? Okay, I'm exaggerating on that, but anyways, uh, he takes me in the room, and then he proceeds to like give me a tour of the room. He explains like the high tech electronic controls. You know, for, like, the uh, alarm clock, and they got this, like, really nice music system in there that plays, like, this relaxing kind of meditation music. And then they got this, uh, you know, they got the high-tech toilet seat, you know, that that washes your ass for you. Um, And they got the shower with, like, the anti-fog everything and all these, like, things I couldn't read. And he's explaining everything to me. And he's, like, giving me a whole tour of, like, how to live in this, like, high-tech, awesome Tokyo hotel room. And uh, that was it. And uh, I knew, fortunately, I'd done my little homework on the plane over. I knew there was no tipping. He didn't stick his hand out, of course. There was no awkwardness. He just said, okay, you know, have a good, have a good evening. And that was it. And I was like, wow, man, that is service. You know, and anytime you needed anything, they were going to bend over backwards for you at that hotel. And I'm sure any other high-class hotel, you know, in in the big cities anywhere in Japan is like that. All the hotels I've stayed at, even cheaper hotels, cheaper business hotels, they just bend over backwards. They will worship you. Um, And it's incredible. Uh, Hotels, God bless you, Japan. Really well done on that. Your service is impeccable. Uh, Moving on. Uh, And a close... uh, This is in no particular order, um, because... This uh, second one also blows me away. Hair salons. Hair salons. Let's talk about that. Japan, you got your shit together. Uh, Hair salons, yes, they are expensive. Um, And I'm not talking about the quick, you know, $10, 1,000 yen, 500 yen, you know, um, haircut and a blowjob. No, not not those places. I'm talking about like the 5,000 yen, you know, like uh, haircut and all that other shit. Okay. Uh, it's expensive. Uh, again, there's no tipping, so that helps out a little bit. Uh, but the hair salons blow me away. It is not just a haircut. It is an experience. It is a day at the spa. Um, it, it's not... They they build so much other service into uh, the experience of getting a haircut that uh, for 5,000 yen, yeah, it's pricey, but it's an experience. And it's a nice, slow, relaxing haircut experience uh it really feels like i'm at a spa that's the best way i can explain it uh first of all you go there um and (laughs) yeah you go there step one go there (laughs) uh there's like multiple shampoo sessions okay so they start out and they give you this like sensuous shampoo Okay, session, and it's just extremely comprehensive, and I got short hair, and I don't even have that much hair to begin with, (laughs) even though it's short, and there's really not that much of it, It, it's a receding hairline, and and yet she, this woman is like washing each hair individually with this uh, shampoo session, it is amazing, and then, you know, she covers the eyes with this like warm towel, oh, and it's so relaxing, and it just gives me this tingle all over. Uh, and it's just really relaxing kind of uh, shampoo slash massage, okay, scalp massage, okay, and then they, they really, she like really carefully dries out uh, everything, like including your ears, so you don't have any water dripping out of your ear, yeah, it's that, <laughs> it's that comprehensive, it's that detailed of service, okay, 
then, you know, what do you want? You know, and they have these books with, uh, with pictures to help you out if, you're, if your Japanese isn't so good. Um, the other thing, and I want to digress a little bit, is I don't understand why, and I'm not going to ask why, because it's a good thing. <laughs> so I'm not asking any questions about this. But this weird thing is that all Japanese hairstylists are super good looking. And I don't get it. Guy, girl, it doesn't matter. They are super hot. And I don't get that. I mean, there's not, like, an unattractive, like, fat one amongst any of them. All the hair salons I've been to, it's all just, like, it's some kind of utopian world you enter when you go to a Japanese hair salon. It's like everyone's, like, perfect, and I don't get it. And, you know, they should just have, like, their their clothes off or something in there. That would be totally awesome. You know, with, like, a uh, like a, like a loincloth, you know, covering or, like, fig leaves. Welcome to our hair salon. We are super hot. We will serve you. Um, I digress. Japanese hairstylists are super good looking. And I'm not guy, girl. It doesn't matter, man. They are super hot. Go check it out, man. If you're, if you're visiting Japan, you live here. You live here, you probably already know this, but if you're visiting, check out a Japanese hair salon. I don't get it. They're like all models and they're super hot. Maybe because they, you know, they know style and all that and they, you know, they put in the effort to, to, to look, make themselves look super hot. Um, continuing on. Okay, so you get your haircut, you know, and they'll make some conversation, which is awesome because for me, this is like a free Japanese lesson. Well, not free, but it's like a Japanese lesson rolled into this like stay at the spa and a haircut. So it, it kind of works out. You know, because Japanese lesson's going to run like 3,500 yen at least for an hour. So, <laughs> hey, I'm getting a good deal here. You know, a little Japanese lesson. You know, ask them some questions about kanji and stuff. You know, <laughs> get your money's worth. Um, and then, okay, so you get your haircut. And then there's like a, a head and shoulder massage usually thrown in. And they'll put like a hot towel around your shoulder maybe, around your neck. Um, and, uh, uh, maybe on your head and they'll give you like a shoulder massage, a little shiatsu. Then another person will show up with a little drink menu and, uh, bring you some hot tea, some amazing herbal tea or something just out of this world. It's always awesome. I don't, I don't get how they do this. Um, and yeah, it is a day at the spa. Okay. And then after that, then you get another, uh, shampoo session, probably again, very sensual, slow cleaning every individual hair one at a time. Um, and I have a funny story. I don't go to these places so much anymore. Um, and I really, it's both a good and bad thing. I mean, it's expensive, so it gets pricey if you keep going, uh, obviously like every month or so. Um, and so I, I, I kind of gone the cheap route for a number of years lately and just, you know, shave my own head or whatever. Cause I don't, I don't see that. I don't want to spend 5,000 yen on like, a woman to shave in my head, you know, but Hey, you know, I digress. Um, but, um, when I used to live in the, out in the countryside in Tolteri, I used to go all the time. Um, because, um, <laughs> the women working there were super hot and they got me, like, addicted to it, man. Like, they said, like, hey, come back. You know, we got this whole track where, he, you know, worked out for you. You know, you got to come on, you know, come in four weeks or something, and your hair should be ready for the next haircut or something. You know, they, they got me addicted to it. You know, damn it. And anyways, I used to come and the... Um, to this place in Tolteri all the time, maybe once every month, every month and a half, you know, it was just my day at the spa, it was a cool way to relax, and I always got the same hairstylist, 
And I don't know, she, she enchanted me with her enchantments. She was like a witch or something, you know, a good hair, a pretty haircutting witch. <laughs> she, she enchanted me with this like fairy dust. And um, she used to kind of upsell, you know, and you got to watch out for this. She sold me on this thing called a Paku, a pack. I don't know what the shit, I still to this day, this is years ago, I still to this day do not know what treatment I underwent. And I I did this several times. She said, hey, you want a Paku? And she said, it's really relaxing. You know, it's a treatment for your hair or something like that. That's all I could figure out. I don't know what the fuck it was doing to my hair. It wasn't dye or anything like that. It wasn't perm. <laughs> It'd be funny to come out with like a, a curly perm. <laughs> White guy with an afro or something. You know, I don't know. Dreadlocks. Hey, man. Um, but I, don't, I didn't really understand fully what I was going to get, but shit, she was just so, she enchanted me. <laughs> I was, I was mesmerized. So she sold me on it and it wasn't just one time. I was like several times. They, they put this goo all over my hair and some plastic or something like that. And from what I could figure out, it was some kind of conditioning treatment. And I don't know if I was really uh, in need of that. Uh, considering how short my hair is, it, it really, <laughs> it really doesn't matter if it's dry or wet or whatever. I mean, my hair is super short to begin with, but uh, anyway, she sold me on that, and yeah, it was good. It was relaxing, and she just enchanted me. And, and God bless you, uh, hair salons. Uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, your service is is out of the water. It's also expensive, but hey, there's no tip. So, um, yeah, hair salons, check them out. Moving on. Uh, Combini, the convenience stores called Combini. <laughs> Combini, Combini, <laughs> Combinis, convenience stores in Japan. Oh wow, these are awesome. Uh, the first first reason they're awesome, the service here. You can do anything you fucking want at a Combini. You can pay bills, you can do your banking, you can ship stuff, you can cook your lunch. They got a bunch of like microwave ovens there. You could buy tons of shit like beer and pornos and condoms and cigarettes and underwear and a necktie. I don't understand that. It's like some salaryman went on a business trip and just forgot his whole bag, you know? If you're like a naked salaryman, you go to a combini. You can get your whole suit and tie fucking figured out at a combini. You know, anything you want. Uh, you can fill up your payment card. You can buy tickets. You know, you got your beer and your you, you got your liquor, your cheap liquor. You got cheap lunch. Uh, everything you fucking want to do is at a kombini. That's all you need in Japan to lot to live for life. All you need is a kombini. They're everywhere. Uh, number two reason they're awesome is they're everywhere. Hence the name kombini. Uh, convenient. They are fucking everywhere. There's a convenient convenience store next to another one uh, across from another one. It's like Starbucks, but like on steroids. <laughs> um, one thing I'll say about the service at Combinis. And I'm not going to give them a hard time for this, is don't expect, like, hotel-level service at a convenience store, because you're not paying hotel-level prices. Uh, most of the employees are, like, douchebag college kids, maybe even a high school kid. Okay, they don't give a fuck about you. Uh, and, and God bless them for that, because when I was in high school or college, I didn't give a shit about anybody. I still don't give a shit about anybody. Uh, but, you know, I'm older, and I'm better at hiding it. But when I was in college, fuck it. Fuck the world, man. Fuck you. Uh, but they have to, they have to, you know, present some kind of level of decent service, so they're gonna, they're gonna spit out, you know, this Kago that they've studied, like, you know, <laughs> for an hour or so with the manager or something to kind of cover up the fact that they're a douchebag. I don't care. God bless them for that. Uh, you know, some old assholes, some old women will give them a hard time, you know, correcting their Kago or something, you know. 
giving him a hard time, but I, I don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. And here's why. Because remember when you were that age, you were a fucking douchebag too. Everybody is, okay? So just remember that time in your life and reflect it on there, okay? They're working at a fucking convenience store and, you know, they're studying through college or high school or whatever. Just don't give them a hard fucking time. Let them be a little fucking douchebag because I certainly was. Uh, so don't, don't, don't correct their kago. Don't give them a hard time on that shit. Number two reason you don't want to give these people a hard time is because they're often handling food, okay? They can, they can shit on it. They can piss on it. They can spit on it. They can jizz on it, okay? You know, they, they scoop up their, you know, your karage, you know, your, your karage, your, uh, your fried chicken nuggets, and then they jizz all over it or something. You think it's sauce or something. So don't, don't give them a hard time. These people are handling fucking food okay? You're going to put that shit in your mouth right after you buy it. So do not give these people a hard time, okay? That's why I give them a break. Um, Otherwise, hey, you know, their service is awesome, okay? Uh, Convenience stores, you can do anything you fucking want there. There's everything is there. Um, ATM, everything. Oh, yeah, the other cool thing is you can even ship stuff. (laughs) I love that. You take a package there and ship it. Who knew? Who fucking knew? You get money at the ATM. I don't know. You can hang. People hang out in the convenience store. When I lived in the in the countryside, a bunch of people hung out in front of it. You know, like it was a cool place to hang out, smoking cigarettes and pretending to talk on the phone or something. I don't know. Convenience stores. Good job, Japan. Moving on. Uh, number four, and this is the last of the good stuff. Uh, delivery, home delivery, uh, also known as takubin. Uh, this is like the, uh, Japanese equivalent of FedEx, UPS, you know, the services like that. The company you call to ship your stuff, okay? And this is not the post office, uh, so much as it is like FedEx or UPS. It's one of the kind of premium shippers. Um, oh my god, <laughs> I don't understand this. I am so fucking spoiled by Japan's Takubin service. It just blows me away. Seriously, like, if they did this in America, Americans would be shitting in their pants. They'd be like, what happened? Like, like UPS is a shitbole. <laughs> UPS's service is total shit compared to what, like, what Japan delivers. Okay, you can schedule delivery and pickup. And this is just, it's so, like, obvious to Japanese people. But in America, you just, you, you don't, you can't do that. I don't know. You know, you get that yellow tag, you know, the sticker or something, you know, sticky note on your door that says, oh, we have a package for you. And in the U.S., you got to, like, go and pick it up yourself or something, or they leave it at a neighbor's, or they just leave it on your porch, okay? So there's your fucking security signature shit going on there. They just leave it on your porch. Uh, in Japan, you can schedule it. You know, I want the, I want the package to come between 7 p.m. and 9 p.m., and they come that late. And they, they come between those times. It's amazing. Uh, they You can ship cold stuff. They will refrigerate your stuff. Uh, I had a coworker again, when I was living in the countryside. Her mom would ship her lunch to her. <laughs> it would come at lunchtime. She would ship her a lunch. <laughs> she, was, she was like on the other side of Japan. <laughs> Here's your lunch, honey. And she fucking every day, she opens a box and she's got her lunch there <laughs> delivered to her by Takubin with this cool bean. They call it cool bean, okay? And people ship like frozen fish and live stuff. I'm not kidding. You can order live squid, okay? I've seen that. You open the box and squid is fucking moving in there. 
uh, anything you want, beer, wine, they don't give a shit, they will ship it to you, you can ship a dead fucking body if you want, you know, you have blood dripping out the box, they will fucking ship that, they will refrigerate it for you too, they'll freeze the dead body, you know, so it doesn't get all stinky, they will ship you, you could put yourself in a box with your head sticking out, uh, and put the, you know, put the label on your uh, forehead, and they will ship that shit, they will ship anything, the other cool thing I love about Takubin is a lot of apartment buildings, including mine, have this kind of locker system. Now, the thing that always stressed me out, um, especially when I was living in the U.S., is you order something, and you're never home when the fucking guy comes, because the guy's going to come during business hours. And where are you during business hours? You're at fucking work, okay? So you can't get your package. And is UPS going to deliver at, like, 7 p.m.? Fuck no. you got to go drive there and pick it up, which kind of defeats the purpose to me. You know, why don't you just drive to the store and buy it in the first place? You know, so I, uh, so shopping online was n- never appealed to me as much as it does in Japan because of the delivery service thing. The logistics, uh, Japan has that shit figured out amazingly. Now, granted, they're a much smaller country, so that's probably why they have it figured out. But their logistics, are, it's just amazing. I'm speechless with this shit. Um, so, um, you know, in the U.S., I never really wanted to do that because you always have to reschedule it somehow, and you're never home. Japan has that figured out. Number one, I covered it. You can schedule your delivery, which is cool. But number two, a lot of, um, a lot of the apartment buildings, uh, and I have this, they have this, like, locker system, okay, and they, uh, they will check, the delivery guy will, will uh, ring your doorbell, and if you're not home, which you probably aren't, uh, he'll check it into this locker and leave like a ticket in your, uh, in your mailbox telling you you have a package. And they recently upgraded our locker system at our apartment building, and when I, um, uh, when I click in, you know, with that key, you know, to, to open the, the security door, it'll go bing, bing. You know, and this little symbol that says I have a package waiting for me lights up, which is awesome because then I know to check the locker. And, you know, I'm right there down there in the lobby and I, you know, click open the locker and boom, there's my fucking package. The only thing for obvious reasons they won't check into the locker is anything perishable. So the cool bean, you got to be there and you can reschedule delivery. They'll stick it back in the refrigerated truck, you know, and they'll come back later. And they are amazing. You could do this online. You can call them. Uh, anything you want, you know, and they just, they just suck your dick to get you that uh, package on time. Okay, they'll do anything you want. <laughs> they'll just bend over, they'll deliver your package and then they'll bend over for you. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, talk you mean. Uh, amazing. Uh, good job, Japan, once again. All right, let's talk about the not so good, okay? And I admit, I'll be the first to admit, I'm being really, really nitpicky with this shit. Um, and, um... I admit, it's nitpicky, because if the service, the service in general is impeccable, um, if it wasn't impeccable, I would have moved back by now. Well, maybe, maybe not by now, but it, it would have been a strike against them, and it's definitely not a strike against them. Their service is amazing in general. Here are some weird exceptions uh, to impeccable service that I have experienced, and there's not many of these, um, so let's get into this. Um, the first one is kind of random. And I want to cover this one first because it's about the Takubin, the delivery service, which I just talked about how awesome is. is I use it a lot. I do a lot of uh, stuff on Yahoo auctions. I'm always buying stupid shit and then selling it off. 
Okay, so I'm a really big fan of auction sites because I can get rid of this crap, you know. And so I'm often shipping stuff out. So I'm a heavy user of these Takubin services. Um, and they have this web service. Uh, you can sign into their website and you can make a label. And I love this because my kanji sucks. And normally you have to go there and you have to handwrite out the label. And it takes me forever because my kanji skills suck. And yeah, you know, okay, I can put some extra time and effort into learning kanji, but uh, for me, it's easier just to type it in uh, with this web label system. And they encourage you to use this system. They give you double points. Okay, I've talked about points. You know, these like reward points you can use to cash in for cash and prizes. <laughs> So they want you to use the system, obviously, because they reward you with extra points. And it's probably because instead of them having to enter the information off of a handwritten label, uh, you enter it for them directly into their electronic system. And it's cool. You print out the label, and it's already got like the tracking, you know, UPC code stuff on there, and it's like ready to go. So you print out this label. It's like two pages, A4 size. And I bring this to either one of the Takubin shipping centers or one of the Kombinis, the convenience stores, uh, where you can do... Uh, I'm, I'm talking specifically about Yamato uh, Kuroneko, the, the black cat one. Because um, uh, that's the one I use heavily, uh, mostly because they're just uh, c uh, conveniently located in my house. Uh, but their service is awesome. But this is one exception. No one ever fucking knows what this label thing is. Nobody ever knows. I'd say it's about a 90 to 95% chance the person who's you know doing the package goes like, what the fuck is this? They look at me and they're like, what is this? And they got to call some manager over. Um, and it's worse, way worse, of course, at the convenience stores because the clerk is going, what the fuck is this? They're talking to the manager. Um, and it's always a pain in the ass. I'm always rolling my eyes going like, fuck, man. Can you train people on how to use this shit? Because you're encouraging people to use it. You obviously want us to use it. You're rewarding me for using it. But none of the fucking staff ever know what the fuck this thing is. And it drives me nuts. Because I've done it so many times. I ship so, I ship so much shit out that uh, I know how to do it. I've told the convenience store clerks a number of times, like, okay, you scan that UPC code, then you enter the info, and then that's it. Okay, it's just the same. And they've always, they ask me, like, to handwrite the label <laughs> again. I'm like, fuck! I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I want my double points, asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't get it. Um, they're always confused by this thing, and I don't get it. I mean, someone's, someone's got to get their shit together. You know, come on, come on, Japan, get your shit together. I should write a blog article or column or something and, and just, you know, start like a hissy fit, be it like an asshole customer, you know? <laughs> Hopefully they won't spit or shit on my package. <laughs> Do it anonymously. Um, but yeah, I know I'm being nitpicky, but nobody knows how to use these these Takubin web labels, and I wish they get their shit together. Uh, because when, when someone, the 10% chance when I get someone who really knows their shit, it just blows me away. I'm like, oh my god, someone fucking knows how to do this. I could work for them. I seriously should apply for a job because I know how to use the web labels now. I've explained it to their staff so many times. Oh my god. Uh, please train your staff on how to do these things. Okay, I know I'm being nitpicky, but you know I'm an asshole. So there you go. Thanks for your comments. Uh, re reaffirming the fact that I am an asshole. Thank you for those. YouTube listeners. <laughs> uh, number two, 
again, I'm being nitpicky, is you gotta, you gotta bag your own groceries. Um, and I know I'm being an asshole about this, is in the U.S., uh, there's always someone that's gonna bag your, your groceries for you. Okay, and that's service, you know? Uh, and in Japan, they don't. They just give you the bags or something and say, go bag them yourself, asshole. <laughs> well, well, maybe they don't, they say it more politely than that. They put it a little bit more politely. <laughs> Asshole-sama. <laughs> go bag your shit. Um, and, okay, I'll give them a break. I'll give them a break on this for two reasons. Number one, uh, most, uh, most grocery stores in Japan, especially the ones in the big cities like central Tokyo, are not nearly as big and spacious as the ones in the U.S., okay? In the U.S., they have the space for that shit. They have these really nice wide aisles, and the checkout area is totally separated from the shopping area, and even when it's crowded, it's not really a big deal, but there's tons of checkout counters, and there's space. It's very spacious, and there's there's room to put a person, you know, bagging your groceries there, an extra staff member. Um, there's a huge parking lot. Everyone's driving anyway, so you're gonna um, uh, you're gonna need um, extra space because people are probably buying a lot more shit. Because America has that culture of buying a ton of stuff at once, you know, a whole a whole uh, carload of stuff at once, uh, and you're gonna need maybe some help bagging it or taking it out to your car. In Japan, they don't have the space for that, especially in the big cities. Now, when I lived in the countryside, there were some pretty big ass. Uh, grocery stores, um, but the culture out there is a little different. Um, but in the in the big city like Tokyo, there's not enough space. The, the The checkout lines are like in the shopping area, and you're always in someone's way. And it only takes like five people before that area is just crowded and just really cramped. And they, I guess, they just don't have the space um, and the time. They have to keep that line moving constantly to have someone bagging your groceries. So they just give you your stuff and give you a few bags and get the fuck out of the way. We got the next person coming along. They don't have the space to do it. Uh, second reason, and I kind of touched on this, is is people in Japan just don't buy as much at once. Again, um, more so in the big cities, we don't have the, the car culture where we're just going to fill up the uh, the back of the suburban you know, with uh, a month's worth of gross, a uh, month's worth of worth. God, I can't talk. Ugh, forgot English. Jesus, Japan. Uh, a month's worth of groceries in the back of your suburban. Uh, and uh, in, in Japan, they don't have that culture. You get this little basket and you fill it up for a day or two. Okay, you don't buy as much at once, so you don't need that bagging service um, as badly as you do in America. Um, one thing that is funny though, I've seen like an 80 year old woman or something and she's buying a bunch of groceries and the, the, the checkout person just throws the bags at him and then says, okay, good, good luck, old woman, you know, with all those groceries, you know, and she's used to it. Okay. Japanese women, the old women are the strongest people in the world. They can kick anyone's ass. They can go head to head with Rocky Balboa, dude. They'll kick anyone's ass. So, so that's probably why, because they got a bag and carry their own groceries you know, over their apartment, so, um, so yeah, they don't bag your groceries, and I'll give them a break on that for the, for those two reasons, uh, but that is one thing that kind of always struck me, like, oh, wow, Japan's service is so impeccable, but, you know, you gotta bag your own groceries, <laughs> so, you know, no place is perfect, you can always bring that shit up, you know, you always, you always got the, the good with the bad, uh, the next one, and, and uh, this one kind of does piss me off, and I'm not gonna give them a break on this, um, they don't fill the glass all the way. You order beer, 
you order coffee, you order water, uh, you order tea with no ice, you order iced tea with no ice, and they, they never fill the glass all the way to the top. Uh, they leave like three or four fingers down in the glass. <laughs> and I'm always like, what the fuck? Now, with the beer, I've heard this, sh- this fucking example, you know, and this is such a, this is such a douchebag thing to say, but I- I'll, I'll, I'm going to state it because the, the douchebags in the audience listening to this are going to be like, oh, but, but beer. With beer, they say you have to have the foam at the top because it holds in the gas, it holds in the carbonation, and makes it taste better. Okay, a proper beer has a proper head uh, the, for the carbonation. <laughs> go, go fuck yourself with that. Give me beer to the top. Because any other country, especially the U.S. and especially the U.K., I've talked to my U.K. uh, friends and colleagues about this, they will send that shit back. That is unacceptable. This is not a proper beer. Fill that shit to the fucking brim. It should be overflowing. My cup overflows, motherfucker. Why is my cup not overflowing? Okay, that's the sign of great service, is a cup fucking overflowing. And mine ain't fucking even close to overflowing in this country. Okay, now that explains the beer thing, okay? And the coffee and the tea, I've heard this other bullshit. Oh, you know, it's modesty. It's the Japanese culture of modesty. Um, or, you know, we, we want to leave you room for your milk and sugar. Um, or, uh, <laughs> or uh, it's hot, okay? And, you know, a traditional Japanese teacup has no handle on it. And um, you have to hold it by the top of the cup with your fingers, so we don't want you to burn yourself. Go fuck yourself! I want more fucking tea! I want a proper cup of coffee, asshole! Fill that shit up! Oh, yeah, whenever I order a drink, man, I'm always feeling like I'm getting my ass ripped off. They're, like, ripping me a new asshole with this shit. It always looks stingy to me. And I'm always like, what the fuck? Where's the coffee? And what's always funny to me is I ask for something with no ice. You know, and usually the logic between asking for something with no ice is because you want more of it. You don't want the ice taking up the space. And what do they fucking do? They fill it up even less. You get like half a cup of tea. Because, oh, we didn't put any ice in it, so we got to give you even less of it. Motherfuckers! Fill that shit up. I don't get it. Okay? Whatever, dude. They don't fill up the glass all the way. Um, and I got a lot of friends that that are that will back me up on this. Fill that shit up, dude. You know, American style, dude. Uh, and, and someone taught me the expression, tapu made. Tapu made kudasai, motherfuckers. Tapu made. American foo, bitches. Fill it up to the top. Have my cup overflows. Jesus said, my cup overflows, motherfucker. Fill it up. Fill the glass up. Fill the cup up all the fucking way. Okay, I'm sorry. I've bitched long enough about this. Last one uh, about the not-so-good. Excessive wrapping. (laughs) Japan loves paper. They got the origami culture. I don't know what it is. They love wrapping the shit out of stuff. They'll wrap it up. They'll wrap it up again. And they'll wrap that shit. They'll wrap the wrapping up for you. They'll wrap up the receipts. They'll put the receipts in an envelope, and then they'll wrap up the envelopes. And it's such a fucking pain in the ass. Uh, and a good example of this is when you're buying bread. I used to frequent a, uh, a bread shop. Their bread is amazing. Uh, Japanese bread is amazing, but they wrap the shit out of it. 
each piece individually wrapped and then that wrapped in another bag and then the receipt wrapped up and they'll wrap up they'll wrap everything up uh they'll wrap your dick up and suck it for you (laughs) they'll wrap your body up and they'll kill you they'll choke you with the bags you will choke on a bag because you you don't realize it's been wrapped yet again you're you're tearing off wrapping half the time half the day and you're hungrier you know maybe that's why japanese people are so skinny because the the food is wrapped so fucking much that they got to unwrap everything and they burn all the calories off okay by the time you unwrap this little piece of bread you're fucking tired you're sweaty they wrap the shit there's more wrapping than product they fucking love paper. They love their plastic bags. Fuck the dolphins. Yeah, they, they kill dolphins. That's how they kill the dolphins. They don't harpoon the dolphins or, or cut them up or anything. They just they they, they stuff they stuff wrapping down their their throats. <laughs> I can't breathe. I got plastic bags stuck in my dolphin throat. Yeah, that's their wrapping, man. They will wrap the shit out of you. I don't need five bags, man. Relax with that shit. Please, for God's sakes, ask me. Can you ask me if I need a bag? I have a backpack on, and I'm carrying a handbag, like a shopping bag, you know, an echo bag, you know, and you, before I even know what's going on, before I even have put my point card away, uh, before I've picked up the Eddie, uh, it's fucking wrapped five times. I'm like, fuck, you know, and sometimes I get so annoyed with this shit. Uh, I annoyed at myself for not catching them fast enough, number one. And number two, for them being so goddamn fast with it, wrapping the shit out of it. And they'll tape that shit shut. You know, you need like a knife or a chainsaw to get that shit open. Um, that uh, I, I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at them. I will say I don't need this stuff. And then I'll, I'll just rip it all open right in front of them and I'll stuff it in my backpack. You know... And I remember one time, I'm like, man, I remember, I think I said it in English because I was in such a bad fucking mood that day. And I, I feel bad for this because it wasn't really all their fault. I was just having a bad day in general. But I was like, man, can you just fucking ask? I think I said it like that. In the U.S., they asked, do you need a bag? And I like that because, you know, a lot of times I don't need a fucking bag. I don't want a bag. And, you know, save the earth, motherfucker. And I'm always like, save the us. Save the us. Save, save the ass. <laughs> I love save the earth in Katagana. Uh, <laughs> save the ass. Save the earth, motherfucker. Stop giving me bags. Ask me if I need a bag. And my dream, and I've not had the gall to do this yet, is to buy like food, uh, fresh food, like the bread shop, and just grab that shit. Grab that tuna sausage roll or something really juicy with sauce dripping out of it. And before they have a chance to put that in a bag, I grab it off the tray and I take a big sloppy bite out of it. And I just stuff it in my mouth. And I, and I pay with my nasty like hand dripping with ketchup and, and sauce. <laughs> That's what you do with your wrapping. Okay, stop with the wrapping people, man. Save the earth. You know, come on, get a little echo here. Um, and those are the four things, the bad things, and and I'm sorry to end on such a sour fucking shitty note, (laughs) and I've been cursing like a sailor this entire episode, and I apologize for that, um, but you know, I'm not really sorry, (laughs) but I apologize anyway, (laughs) how do you, how do you like that, um, and, and I'm being nitpicky, uh, because in general, generally speaking, Japanese service is really awesome, uh, otherwise I wouldn't have lived here as long as I have, um, but that's about it. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You know, you can do all the social media shit with me if you want. Uh, Japanatron.com. 
Uh, that will take you to the podcast section of my main site, which is mondaiji.com. And I got all the links at the top for the uh, the iTunes, the Twitter, the uh, Facebook, and the uh, YouTube, all that stuff. Uh, so subscribe, you know, leave me comments, let me know what you think. Um, only good stuff, because I'll just delete the bad stuff. I, I just ignore that shit, uh, because uh, I, I hate negativity. I, I surround myself with positive energy. Alright, take care, dudes, and, uh, and dudettes, and, uh, talk to you later. You have a good day. Toodles. Welcome to You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.